0: Well good morning. Good,
1: morning. good morning..
0: Do we have any announcements or prayer requests? Like
1: prayers for my uh, sister Pat Hartley and her family. My brother-in-law passed away
0: unexpectedly Tuesday of this week. Tony Hartlett. Hartlett.: Hartley. Hartley. Yes, Rose.:
1: Hey, I just want to remind everybody. Don't forget to pick up your offering envelopes. If you see a family member that you can deliver theirs, that'd be helpful. Plus, it'd be nice if we get some people to sign up for January flowers. That'll be coming up here and I'll be doing the newsletter. So, thank you.
0: So we need people to sign up for the flowers and pick up your offering envelopes and any family members that are not here. <coughs> Before we uh, listen to the prelude, Dwayne Reidenauer from the Gideons is gonna come and speak to us about the organization.
2: Duane. Good morning, church. Good morning. Um, I hope you don't mind. I'm gonna try and speak with my mask on. Um, I normally don't. My, uh, my test result today was a negative. I transport a lot of ill people and I have since uh, 2019, I promised my wife that I would speak with a mask. My health has changed. Um, This may be one of my last chances to speak as a Gideon today. And so, uh, I apologize for the mask. my life's gonna change in a really huge way. I know God has me. I wanna be his. Speaking has been a very big part of my life. It will continue as I get to share person to person, but my my story is going to change for my life to be able to go out and speak in the churches, to raise money for scripture. But I'm still going to get to ride in my cab. As a cab driver, I'm still going to try and point the way one person at a time. As God gives me gifts because he gives good gifts. My name's Dwayne and I'm uh, first time here. I've spoke down the street quite a few times and I really enjoy coming over here to Lafayette. It's a beautiful place, a beautiful city. And, and uh, boy, what wonderful people. I, I know people from work over here and huh, my life has been blessed because of those people. I uh, used to be an auctioneer. They said I had 15 minutes. I can make this really short, Steve, and you can take over any time. <laughs> um, God had a plan for me. I didn't know it, but I was going to end up in the Gideon ministry. I'd received my salvation in a, as a youth, as a young person, and Long, long, long after I'd fallen into the world, God called me back. And I started attending church because my neighbor, he came and knocked on my door. Have you ever went to your neighbor and knocked on their door? My neighbor did. He came and he said, Dwayne, can your girls go to church with my girls? I believe so, Yes that would be wonderful and my life changed at the knock on the door i didn't know it but god had a plan for me and it was going to be in the gideon ministry i was a real estate agent 30 years sold going businesses i uh i worked as a auctioneer I traveled Ohio Indiana Michigan I sold real estate on weekends I uh, was an appraiser I worked for the as a receiver for Montgomery County courts and they gave me factories and businesses and large apartment complexes and I worked at the pleasure of the judge but God had a plan for me I didn't know it One day my life changed. God put a seed in me that caused me to look to change my vocation. And you know what happened? He made me a cab driver. Now, it's not something I was expecting. Not at all. My life changed. We talked about being humble in Sunday school this morning and made me think about the call how I was I was an auctioneer I was I sold going businesses I worked for the courts but really it was the wrong attitude God had a plan for me and he made me a cab driver and my whole life changed I was already in the Gideon ministry, and they were great brothers and sisters who had come along beside me, just like you come alongside the Gideon ministry. I I believe that you guys know who the Gideons are. Is there anyone here that doesn't? They're just a group of businessmen from all kinds of evangelical churches gathered together to raise money for scripture that goes out into the world. I thought that was okay. I didn't know God had a plan for me. And my life was going to change. He put me in as a cab driver. and I started out as the undercover boss. I, I was hiding in the cab. And the drivers were starting to get to know me. And they knew that I was a Christian. I told them I was. I was the chief of sinners i'm gonna fail as a christian and you'll be able to point at me and say dwayne boy you're not acting right i hope you do i'm gonna check myself and i'm gonna check myself right here and i'd share with these drivers these little personal worker testaments not only the drivers the people that were riding along in the back, these people too. They started to show them about the helps. Pretty soon one day, the owner of the company walked into the dispatch center. Got a radio, two-way radio. He walked up and he pushed the button down. He said, attention all drivers. Dwayne Ridener will be the new general manager of black and white cab company and soon the new owner. I just got any questions? Give me a call. My whole life changed. These people started fighting and pushing against me, trying to get rid of me because I was a Christian. But slowly and surely, as uh, I became the manager, they would start to come to me and crying about problems. I said, I, I don't have any answers. I, I'm not gifted. I. I, I don't know, but I read something this morning. Can I share it with you? It was so bad, I started turning towards Scripture and looking in the little personal worker testaments that I could have, that I could have as a gift for me. And I started looking up by subject, abuse, uh, their addictions, and being addicted, being afraid. Look, right here, you don't have to know scripture. You can look it up by subject. It's in this book. Would you like one? It's for you, it's free. It was interesting what God was doing. He had a plan. Me, I'm a failure. But through Him, His Word, His Spirit, my life was changing in a way I can't describe. I feel, like, I feel like I'm bragging. I, we talked about it in Sunday school. You know, we're not supposed to be braggers. But I've been blessed in a way that just I can't describe. And God was using me. Dumb me. Slow learner. And I was finding help. And it was right here in this little book. I got prepared today. I came and looked at the book. Father, what would you have me to share today? And it comes back to gifts. He gives good, good gifts. Does God give good, good gifts? Yes? Yes. Yes. Amen? Thank you. I looked at scripture for today and... I'd like to share scripture with you if I can. May I? Second Timothy. In the book of Second Timothy, it's chapter one, verse six. It says, for this reason, I remind you to fan the flames of the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. I didn't know it, but God was teaching me how to fan the flames. And he was doing it to me in this Gideon ministry. This ministry has been so life-changing. As I would share with the drivers, because I'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning because of all the problems. And I'd look in the Word, and I'd take a daily devotional. And it was amazing how many times that devotional would match God's Word and the situations that I faced, either from drivers bringing problems, or the passengers in the cab where we were taking them to medical appointments. They were receiving their decisions on what was going to transpire. Or maybe it was just young people that were needing to ride to work because they had messed up their life in such a way they were down to a cab. And how we'd go and share God's word one at a time. Sometimes one would climb in and We'd start rejoicing because I would play Christian music. And they'd start, wow, this is really good. I really like this. And then soon another one would get in, and pretty soon two, three of us would be listening to the music, praising and worshiping God. I can't make this up. I can't make this up. What's happened to me in my life? And it's because I try to turn my life over to him. I didn't know it when I was in church before. I was a uh, church pew Christian. I attended, but I didn't understand. I was so dumb. I was so ignorant. But God had another plan, and it was in the Gideon ministry. These brothers, these sisters, my church, you guys, inspired me. And I started looking about and thinking about fanning the flame flameless the gift that was given to me in salvation and if i fan that flame maybe they too and i found a perfect tool a dollar 30 a dollar 30 the perfect tool and in the back driver after driver after i would get a chance to talk to him would start signing in the back of the book they would come in and the dispatcher would say hey Dwayne. Here's William. Talk to William. He needs what you got. Rosie was her name. I was so dumb. One day Rosie says, Hey, Dwayne, do you have any of them little books? And I'm like, For you? Yeah. For me. Driver after driver, person after person, Rosie was pushing them to me. But did I ever think about offering her? I said, Rosie, yes, yes. I ran over off of my desk. I had kept some on my desk. And uh, I said, Rosie, would you like a pen? Would you sign the back of the book right here? A plan of salvation. God loves you. All are sinners. God's remedy for sin and you may be saved now. Rosie, would you like to sign the back of the book? No, because I held out my pen. And she said, no. And I said, she said, I've got my own pen. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Rosie was just one of those gifts that he put in my path, that he gave to me. Fan the flame. Rosie, fan in the flame. I've been blessed by this. Not only did uh, Rosie come along, but one day one of the drivers, he came and he was talking to me. And uh, I said, you know, Tony, God's had his hand on you for a long time. I know he has. I've seen your footsteps. I've seen your work. I've seen how you've served the community. So I don't know. No, no, God does not have me. No, I don't believe that. A Couple months later, after talking to him about telling him, you know, God's got his hand on you. Tony called me, says, Dwayne, I, I've been thinking about what you've been telling me. I, I see that God has had his hand on me. I know he has Tony signed his personal worker testament. I think sometimes I'm bragging. My life's going to change. I'm not going to be able to work in the same way. I'm still going to get to work. Maybe it's in a different way. Would you consider, if I remind you to fan the flame, will you come along with me and help me fan the flame of God's gift? Can I show you what it's like if you don't get God's gift? I have, uh, I have a gift. Do you have anybody that would help me pass out a gift? Is there a young person here? Or maybe uh, anybody here would help me pass out a gift? I see something back to the that asks for one, would anybody like a really nice, they're a heavy ink pen and uh, some of them have like little lights on them, some of them are two piece, some of them have a widget fidget thing, would anybody like a really nice heavy good ink pen, a really good <laughs> tool, anybody, there's one, there's one, there's one, would anybody else like a, a really good writing tool, powerful tool. They say the pen is a way, really a powerful tool. Isn't there some, some type of writing or words or something that says about how the power of the pen changes things? Do we have anybody else that would help me pass something out? Would you help me pass out? Here's something that would, uh, would be a powerful gift. Would you tell Thank you. Would anybody else like a powerful gift? It's the personal worker testament. The ink pen probably costs more than this personal worker testament. And a pen is powerful. The drivers found out, because I used to ask them, uh, God would put, a dream on me. And the dream, I was fighting against it. It kind of went like this uh, Dwayne, you're going to uh, tell the drivers a story that they are the captain of their ship. And I fought against it for a long time, and the dream just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And pretty soon I relented. And I started to tell the drivers that they are the captain of their ship. It kind of relates to this personal worker testament and the ink pen. Because I found out they're similar. And you too can be captain of your ship. You have the right to turn left or turn right. Go over, under, around, or through, but you are the captain of your ship. As captain of your ship, you have the right to control the conversation. I think that's important. It's a conscious decision. You're making a conscious decision by telling a story. And I used to ask them, for me, I'm going to tell about my faith and my weakness, but I'm going to try to follow my faith. And I'm going to share it with people. And I'm going to offer them a personal worker testament because I believe that's my story. What is your story? What will you tell them? How much you hate working? Your life is terrible? Or are you going to help them point the way? Because you'll change lives and you'll change your community. I was finding out just how powerful God's word is. Because as the drivers would hand scripture out and share with students, I'd get a phone call from a teacher. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you telling those kids? And I started to get nervous, and I don't, I don't know. What are, you, what are you talking about? And the teacher would say, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Something's happening. It was about being the captain of their ship. It was about controlling the conversation. It was fanning the flame. Will you be the captain of your ship? Will you make a conscious decision, a conscious choice to turn left or turn right? control the conversation. And if you control the conversation, what will you say? I've been finding it right here by subject. By following with the daily devotional, my life has changed because of this Gideon ministry and I apologize for bragging because I it's not me. It's him. So I want to tell you thank you for uh, putting up with me today. There's an opportunity to continue the story. Be the captain of your ship. Use the power of the pen and write a note and maybe a Gideon card and one of those little cards that you can send out. You can have your own ministry. It's your choice. It's your decision. It's your story that you get to tell. Fan the flame. Praise God. I give thanks for my ministry. I hope you see the value in it, and I hope that you'll support us by prayer. Maybe even consider joining our Lima camp is a good camp, and we'll try and help you find the way and tell your story. And maybe, maybe for $1.30, you'll see the value of of a personal worker testament. To share with you the power of just one, A lady got in the back of my cab one day she said uh, she had a lot of problems she directed a lot of people employees she was a human services person that worked in a factory and I said well I found an answer it's this. it's this little book what can that do I said well I found the helps in the front And we started talking about the problems that we were both experiencing at work. She was so excited to take a look at the helps in the front. She reached over the back of the seat and took it out of my hand while I was driving and trying to tell her about the helps. She was so excited she uh, was going to put it to work. She started to read to me. She said, Duane, I'm not just uh, here in Lima. We're all over the United States. She says, as a matter of fact, next week, I'll be traveling to Europe because I'm the head director of human services for a large company. That one little personal worker testament can mean a whole lot to a lot of people all over because God's got a plan. Will you help me fan the flame? Thank you for putting up with me.
0: If you want to help the uh, ministry of the Gideons, there's a basket in the back of the sanctuary if you wish to make any kind of a contribution to them. So as you leave today after worship, feel free to, to contribute. Let us quiet our hearts as we prepare for our worship by listening to the prelude. stand in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit Almighty God to whom our hearts are open all desires known and from whom no secrets are hid cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Stir up our hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way of your only Son. By his coming, strengthen us to serve you with purified lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Comfort. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like shepherd he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. Be to God. We will intone the psalm. A reading from 2nd Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, some, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire. But, in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you were waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord make his paths straight." John, the baptizer, appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair Grace and peace to you. Our first reading from Isaiah is a prophetic poem of hope. It is in four sections. Each has its own tone. The poem is addressed to a people in exile in Babylon, soon after the destruction of Jerusalem in 586 BC. Hearing these words, I cannot help but sing the verses from Handel's Messiah, one of my treasured pieces of music that I listen to every Advent, Christmas, Lent, and Easter. The first section is a note of comfort, saying that the the worst is over. The second is a note of promise. The third seems, at first glance, to be a despondent one, but at the end, The transitory nature of human life is contrasted to the permanence of the word of God. The fourth is a note of triumph. Here is your God. The hope of the people rests in the promise of God of strength. Our second reading from 2 Peter speaks of the apparent delay of the judgment day. Time goes by slowly when we're waiting for someone or something. We may become impatient, lose hope and faith as we wait. God's time is not human time, and God's always right on time. The author says the Lord's delaying is an indication of God's patience and God's desire that people should repent It is a word of warning and a word of instruction. The new heaven and earth will be places where righteousness is at home. In our Gospel from Mark, Mark points out God's promises in the past and moves to John's call for his hearers to respond in the present and to his announcement of what God is about to do in the future. John's preparation consisted of preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Ritual washing was an important component of Israel's worship. Priests, in particular, were expected to purify themselves before coming into the presence of God in the temple. Pharisees extended the notion of ritual purity to include the laity. When John says, John says nothing about a regular practice of purification, he preaches repentance and washes penitence in preparation for the coming of the Lord. His baptism was to provide an important backdrop for later Christian baptismal practices. Note the location of Mark's beginning. The story opens in the desert, not in the holy city. Jerusalem is where the temple was located, the place of God's presence where everyday priests offered sacrifices for sin. According to Mark, those who wished to obtain forgiveness left the city in droves to visit John in the unsettled desert place where they could confess their sins and to be washed. In Mark, Jerusalem is not a gracious place. It is where Jesus will die. Not surprisingly, at the end of Mark, the young man dressed in a white robe at the tomb directs Jesus' followers to Galilee. There you will see him. Why did John baptize in the Jordan River? John could have reached many more people by simply going to Jerusalem and preaching there. Passing through waters represents going to God's throne from the earth. As the place where God would dwell enthroned among the people, the promised land resembled the heavens where God ruled among the angels. Thus Moses brought the people through the parted waters, and Joshua and the Israelites entered the land by miraculously passing through the Jordan River and leaving the flesh of the old creation behind in circumcision. The Israelites were actually circumcised when they crossed the Jordan River, which Paul in Colossians associates circumcision with baptism. Those many Judeans who left their houses and traveled the long road to John the Baptist in order to be baptized at the Jordan River were re-entering the promised land. By making the pilgrimage to Jordan, those who believed John's message showed that they wanted to be visibly separated from those under judgment when the Lord came. They wanted to be members of the future, purified Israel. Mark makes it clear that repentance, baptism, and forgiveness of sins belong together. Mark focuses on repentance as preparation for the Lord's coming. The annual reoccurrence of the Advent season invites us to expect not only some far-off event, but also to expect that the one who came into Galilee preaching a kingdom near at hand may come to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. This year, soon, now. Today we lit the second candle on the advent wreath. The second candle is often called the peace candle or the Bethlehem candle. It reminds us God prepared for the coming of his son into the manger of Bethlehem. So we also ought to prepare for his coming into the manger of our hearts today through his word and the sacraments. Advent is a time of hope, of waiting and reflecting before Christmas. In the rush towards what is for many the busiest holiday of the year, sometimes we forget time, forget to take time to prepare our hearts for the birth of Jesus in our own lives. Advent is a penitential season, like Lent, in which we prepare our hearts for our coming Messiah. Advent, for me, is an emotional moving time. After Thanksgiving, I get out my Advent wreath and candles out of the storage bin and set them up I select one of several devotional booklets that I have for Advent. This year, I've chosen a 50-year-old publication from the Aid Association for Lutherans, Countdown to Christmas. My family would gather around the table, have a glass of eggnog, gaze on the flickering flame from the candles, and listen as I read the devotion for that day. There is something special about that gathering around the wreath that symbolizes so much about our faith. This Advent, I light the candles alone. Next year's Advent devotions, I will light the candles with the one that I love. Amen. stand and confess our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty. for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. As you led Joseph like a flock and now by your Son lead us into straight paths. Bring us out of the bondage of our sins and plant us securely in your eternal promises. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, you sent John the Baptist to herald the coming Messiah and proclaim a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. In these later days, you send pastors to proclaim the same repentance for the forgiveness of sins and through them lead your people to trust in your salvation. Lord, With kindness upon all all pastors, that they may be diligent and faithful herods of your beloved son, Lord, in your mercy. God of all comfort, your word alone endures forever. The nations of the world come and go before you; even kings and rulers are like grass before your breath. Preserve us from placing our trust in princes and mortal men. Give us rulers who will rule after your good pleasure, keeping order and protecting life, that we may live peacefully in godly quietness and honesty. Especially give wisdom to Joseph, our president, and Richard Michael, our governor. Lord, in your mercy. Give ear, O Shepherd of Israel, to our prayers, especially for Artith, John, Steve, Charlie, Jane, Charles, Steve, Nancy, Jim, Max, Jane, Brandy, Marilyn, Gary, Tony, and Carolyn, Amanda, Jan, and bring comfort to part Hartley and family as they mourn the death of their loved one. Give healing, courage, and perseverance to all who cry to you, that they may find comfort in your preaching word and a certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life with Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we know that you are not slow in keeping your promises. We thank you for your patience. Do not take your Holy Spirit from us when we stray from your, from your commandments, but come, us, comfort us out of our sin and draw us back to you in your repentance. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, as we in the church on earth wait for the coming of your Son, remember all the saints who have gone before us and now rest in your presence. Keep us safe in your arms until you gather your people together in the new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Lord, in your mercy. Our all these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again And now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us pray as our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and give us our trespasses, and forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, in the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. <coughs> Almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.